Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. In the streets of Union City, to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelly's gets you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11. Welcome to Monday Night in New Jersey, Steve Trevelisse. Did you have a good weekend? I hope so. You deserved it. I hope you enjoyed it. I spent Saturday broadcasting live from the uh, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey Natural Gas Studios at Asbury Park. What a blast! Hanging out, meeting everybody, saying hi, uh, playing Jersey's greatest hits, which is what we do every weekend on New Jersey 101.5, following Big Joe. And uh, yesterday, driving around, I uh, was invited to the grand opening of the Route 33 Auto Repair and Service Station in Manalapan. Gas prices are dropping like a rock in New Jersey. And uh, this place, four thirty-nine a gallon. I'm driving around, and I'm seeing like four fifty-one, four forty-five. a lot of 445s. When I was in Ohio last week, uh, I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I took my sons and um, and their friend and my wife, and we saw uh, gas for tw- four twenty six a gallon in Ohio. And you know, I wanted to get it, but not in the tank. I wanted to actually fill the minivan so I could bring it home. But um, I'm seeing all this four forty five, and then I see four thirty nine a gallon. And uh, this place is fantastic. It's on Route 33. Eddie Arena is a guy that owns it. His wife, Carrie, good people. Uh, the whole family was there. They had a big grand opening. I had done a story on him a couple of weeks ago. Channel 12 did a story on him. Um, CBS News did a story on him. But anyway, uh, so it's like I get invited to this grand opening, and I go down, and they've got a DJ. They've got Furo out. They've got the whole family there. Um they're selling gas for four thirty nine a gallon. They had like contests and stuff. And I'm thinking, what gas stations do this anymore? You know, now it's all about, hey, here's the gas. You want it? Good. You don't want it? Too bad. Somebody else is going to take it. You don't get like friendly service a lot of times. You get like, fit up, regular cash. Sometimes the guy's on his phone, not even talking to you. Music is blaring that you can't understand. And there were guys who were very nice, too. There were also gas station owners who were terrific, uh, gas station attendants who were terrific. And, you know, we've talked about the idea of whether or not you should pump your own gas, but that's another topic for another day. Uh, what I want to know here, though, since the gas prices are dropping in New Jersey, uh, let's help each other here. You know, 1-800-283-101.5. Where is the cheapest that you've seen gas lately? And lately, I'm going to say over the weekend. You know, where is the cheapest that you've seen gas over the weekend? David Mathau's got a story at NJ1015.com. Gas prices continue to slowly drop in New Jersey, down 50 cents over the last five weeks. 
Uh, now, of course, the midterm elections are coming up, so everybody's on their best behavior. So we're doing what we can to uh, to wag our tails and say, see, look, it ain't so bad. The gas prices dropped. Soon people will be taking bows from that. Uh, you don't want him to bow too hard. He may fall over. You know, our president has enough trouble shaking hands. We don't know if we want him to bow yet. But regardless of that, where are the cheapest gas prices in New Jersey? Uh Let's help each other out. I've been doing a, a blog where I keep you updated on some of the stations that we found. And I'm going to take what we've got today and, and put these in a post as well. So 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, basically, 439 a gallon is damn good. According to Tom Chiazza, who's the global head of energy analysis for Oil Price Information Service, the demand for gasoline has dropped more than expected, in part because of the fears about an economic slowdown. But prices will start to rise again in a few weeks. So enjoy it while you can. Let's get Joseph in New Egypt on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Joseph. Hey, how you doing today? I'm good. How about you? Doing well. I was... uh. I was actually out in North Brunswick delivering for work earlier, and I saw it for 421 today. 421? Oh my God! Where was that? This is uh, North Brunswick. I'm trying. I can't think the road. There was a couple of them though. I mean, they were charging 10 cents for credit, but like. That's okay. 421 for cash. Do you remember the name of the station? Um. I want to say maybe like a raceway or something like that. I know it was like a red and black color gas station. All right, 421 Raceway Station in North Brunswick. All right, do you remember what street? It was along one of the main thoroughways. Uh, maybe 130. All right, we'll check it out, man. That's a great price. 421 a gallon. All right, you, did you fill up? No, I was in a work truck. I, I was like, oh. I should have grabbed my truck and drive out here. Exactly. That's what I did. I saw 439. I filled my car, went home, got my van, brought it back, filled that up as well. Like I said, I wanted to put it in the van. <laughs> Forget about the tank. Yeah. I want to hold it for as long as possible. Joseph, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I asked this guy, Eddie Arena, how are you able to keep the prices down? And uh, what he does, he, uh, he buys it when it's cheap. Uh, you know, when the price is low and you buy so much, he's able to hold that price, which is pretty stand up because a lot of places would, you know, buy it cheap. And then as everybody else is raising their prices, they could throw a few cents on there. No one would know. No one would care. He doesn't do that. So um, 1-800-283-101.5. Now, here's something else I'm going to give you. I've got tickets to see John Lodge. John Lodge of the Moody Blues. We had him on last week uh, telling the story. The Moody Blues are no longer touring, but the music, uh, John Lodge is taking the music out. It's going to be at the Ocean City Music Pier, Monday night, July 25th. I got a pair of tickets here. What I want to do, do you remember the days when they used to run gas station commercials? Remember the days, like now, you never run a gas station commercial. Now, like I said, you buy the gas, you don't buy the gas. It's your problem. But back then, gasoline stations used to compete with each other. They used to have jingles. They used to have, like, songs. You used to have guys in, in white shirts, white pants, little black bow ties, little, like, uh, white police hats. And they come running out to the car. Hey, fill her up. You want me to check your oil? Check your tires, right? I know we're going way back. But anyway, give me, I'm gonna, I got these tickets. Give me a gas station jingle or commercial that you remember. 
And uh, we'll put your name in the hopper. At the end of the hour, we'll give away the John Lodge tickets to the best one we get. Right? If you got one, you can remember. 1-800-283-101.5. Give me a gas station commercial, even if the station doesn't exist anymore. Slogan, commercial, whatever. And uh, we'll take that. And where are you seeing the cheap gas? I want to make a list. I want to help people out. So if you can, remember the name and address of the place or just the street and the town and the price. And uh, we'll get you on as quickly as possible. 1-800-283-101.5. I got Robin. I got Mike. I got Tony. And, of course, I got room for you. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. Weather brought to you by the All-American Auto Group. Number one in New Jersey. They offer Ford, Subaru, Blue Advantage, certified used vehicles, and Judan tow trucks. Always an award-winning experience. Locations in Old Bridge, Point Pleasant, Brick, Hackensack, and Paramus. Visit allamericanautogroup.com. Steve Trevelis. Where is the cheap gas in New Jersey? Let's help each other out. 1-800-283-101.5. Robin is in Short Hills on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Robin. Hi. Uh, this is actually her son, Zach, but she's in the... Hello, Zach. In New Jersey, I saw uh, 445, but then, interestingly enough, uh, two miles down the road, I saw a 504 or something like that, and it was at the Volvero. Valero? Uh, Volvero. I forgot Vol- how to say it. Like v- Valero, right? Yeah, Valero. Yeah. Vol- and also, uh-huh. like, I know I haven't been keeping too much track because the last week I was in California. Right. And I was shocked there to see that seven twenty-five for regular. Oh, then nuts in California. Oh, you know what? Governor Murphy aspires to make us California, and then when you see what's going on in California, it's the last thing you want. Then nuts in California. Yeah, I know he's trying to ban gas by, like, 2035 or something like that. Like, well, it's just not going to happen. Good luck with that. You're right. Good luck with that. But, four, four, you know, 445, though, it's it, it's kind of good. But then I'm seeing, like, I saw 439 in Manalban. Somebody called earlier with 421 uh, in East Brunswick. Yeah, I think I saw uh, at the um, Costco and Freehold, I saw something like 423. All right. You got to be a member to do Costco. That's a good one, Robin. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Yeah, Costco, you got to be a member to buy the gas. And I have no problem with that. That's why you get a membership, so that you can buy what they sell at a reduced price. That's why they sell the memberships. So there's no reason to complain about that. Uh, the other thing, though, uh, with the um, with the Sinclair app, I saw the 439, and he said if you download the app, you can get it through DinoPay, and it goes down to 429. So, I mean, the idea of using a credit card to buy gas, because it's usually 10 cents more on the credit card. Some places are same price cash and credit. I've always been a cash person, but I'm starting to really, I'm starting to really think about the idea of going credit. The only scary thing about that is you got to make sure you can pay that bill at the end of the month. And my problem is I get distracted. You know, I go, well, I got this cash here. I could pay this bill that I ran up all month when I still got the cash here. So maybe I'll buy this. And then a couple of months go by and you're like, I did it again. All right, let's go to uh, Tony is in Staten Island on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tony. Hey, good evening, sir. So, uh, as you were speaking about the 439, right? 
There's a gas station I was passing on Route 35 in Woodbridge, right near the Port Amboy borderline. It's called uh-huh. Jersey Fuel, and it's lit up at 439. Jersey Fuel at 439. That's a good price. You know what? That and what are you guys paying in New York? Uh, it's uh, it depends on where you go. You know, it's like getting stuck up over there. Yeah, uh, but I mean, average price. Are you paying over five? Uh, some places, yes. Wow. And what do you normally yeah, pay? I normally pay something when I'm in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the market price is. You still come to Jersey to get your gas. All the time. Not for gas, other business, but, uh, you know. Hey, I got a uh, slogan for you on the... Uh, you got one? Back in the day. All right. What do you got for me? Okay. You remember it was either Esso or, or they switched to Exxon. It was, you have a tiger in your tank. And then they used to give you the free tiger tail to put on your gas. Oh, tiger in the tank. You know what? Do you remember a game called Tigerino? No, sir. Uh, I remember my grandmother. They used to do it was like a scratch-off game. It was called Tigerino. You got him at the at the on stations. And you'd scratch it off to see if you won. And I remember, because I remember my grandmother. We were walking. We didn't have a car. And I remember when I was a kid, going my grandmother to the store. And I said, you know, gee, we, I want to get Tigerino, but, you know, we don't have the car. And she walked right up to the gas station attendant. I like a Tigerino. And she got the Tigerino, which made it was great. Right, I'm putting you in the hopper, Tony. Hold on. I'm going to put you in the hopper, and at the end of the hour, we'll see who gets the tickets. Let's go to uh, Ed is on the road in New Jersey 101.5. What are you, Willie Nelson? On the road again. What's happening, Ed? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, all right? I'm good, buddy. How about you? Good, good, good. Hey, uh, I, I got a Wawa in uh, Avenel on, on, on Route 1 northbound. It was 435 today. And and with the Wawa credit card, you get another five percent off on the first hundred gallons you spend too. And what road is this? On on Route One. All right, Wawa Route One Avenel. All right, and it's four thirty-five, and you get off with the credit card. Right, right. All right, that's a good one, man. A jingle too, a jingle. You got the jingle? What do you got for me? Going back. You could trust the guy who wears the big red star, the big bright Texaco star. You could trust the car to the man who wears the star. The star, the big bright right. Texaco star. star. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm putting you on hold. All right, we got another one here. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Let's get to uh, Cassandra's in Woodbridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Cassandra. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Very good, thank you. Where you find the cheap gas, kiddo? Route 1 in Edison, northbound and southbound, tend to have really cheap gas. This right. morning, Sunoco was 423 cash and credit. Wow. And that's Route 1 in Edison, Sunoco? Yeah, the northbound, a little bit past Topgolf. All right. All right, I'm putting that down. Cassandra, thanks so much. That's great. You filling up? You are very welcome. Yes, I filled it up this morning. All right. What are you driving? I drive a Tucson. Oh, good, a good. little SUV. That's good. You get good mileage with that. Yeah, a little bit. Now it's getting expensive, but you got to look for the cheap gas. 
And that's why I got my van. I say, don't even put it in a tank. Put it right in the van. I'll just drive with yeah. it. I don't care. No problem. <laughs> Give me oxygen. That's the way to go. You got it, kiddo. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Okay, I got the John Lodge tickets. I'm going to give them out of the Ocean City Music Pier. Pair of tickets to the best gas jingle. We got a couple so far. Uh, looking for cheap gas in New Jersey. Like I said, I found it for 439 over the weekend, and that was on Route 33 in Manalapan. So uh, what do you got for me? You're driving around, you're seeing the cheap gas. Uh, share with the class, because we got to know where to go. We all got to stick together in these times. That's what we do here in New Jersey 101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. It's 730. Now, the latest New Jersey news. The weather also brought to you by Bellare. Enjoy volume discounts up to 15% on selected windows and doors from Bellare Home Remodeling this month. Call 908-725-8401 or visit BellareNJ.com. For details, some conditions apply. Steve Trevelis. So, I got John Lodge tickets. The Moody Blues are no longer touring, but John Lodge is the bass player, and he's the guy that wrote I'm Just a Singer in a Rock and Roll Band. He's the guy that wrote Gemini Dream, and uh, I spoke to him last week. We added on New Jersey 101.5. There'll be a post tomorrow on the interview, but he's doing a show at the Ocean uh, City Music Pier next Monday night. I got a pair of tickets. I want a gas station jingle or slogan that you can remember. And the best one in the hour. So far, we got a couple in already. Best one I'm going to give the tickets to. So uh, give me a call with that. And also, where are the cheap gas prices in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. Let's go to Jason is in Springfield on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jason. Hey, what's going on? Not much, buddy. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm listening to your program for the absolute first time in my life. So what do you think? You're going to stay or what? Yeah, I'm going to stay. I mean, I called in, right? All right, all right. That was good. That was worth it. Now I can continue. Okay, good. <laughs> what do you got for me? Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm in, I'm in Jersey now. So um, whenever I leave Manhattan via the Holland Tunnel, Jersey right. City, right. there's the cheapest gas you can ever find on the, on the right-hand side. 404 and 409. What's the name of the gas station? Oh, man. Oh. Do you remember? It's not a name brand name. I think one of, one is probably Valero. Okay. And another one is probably like hashtag quotes, you know, cheap gas. And this is just so, as you're getting into the Holland Tunnel, coming out of the Holland Tunnel. Yes. Yes. Like right after Home Depot. All right. All right, man. That's good. That is huge. 409. Yeah. And pretty soon we'll be under $3. I mean, under $4, like around 3 something I hope so. Take me back. I drive a truck for life, man. It's like so ridiculous to fill up. How much is it costing you to fill up? Um, for my diesel, we're talking, so I have two of So the diesel is around um, five, $600. Um, for, the, for, the, for the van, it's around 100 and change. Oh, my God. You know, as opposed to like a few years back, it was like 80 bucks. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Hey, man. Hey, keep in touch. Good stuff. Thanks for calling. No problem, man. Take it easy. Got it. Let's go to uh, Dee's in Winfield on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dee. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm terrific. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. If I want terrific, I go to Dee in Winfield, and she always comes yeah. through every time. 
see that. <laughs> All right. Now tell me, you found cheap gas? Yes. I passed a gas station on Route 1 South in Edison. Okay. What's the name of the station? A raceway. Okay. It was four sixteen a gallon. Wow. Four sixteen a gallon. That is fantastic. Yep. That is fantastic. Did you fill up? No, because I was coming north. I'm going south tomorrow, so tomorrow I'll get the gas. There you go. Maybe there. the sound of four ten, maybe. <laughs> Just drive around and burn up that fuel, right? The, the toughest experience is when you fill up for like five something a gallon and then you find this gas station and you just want to empty it all out so you can fill it up again. Yeah. Well I just came from down in Hamilton Township, so Oh, okay. Down four forty nine. That's crazy. I know, that's crazy. You have a jingle for me? Yes, I do. What? I don't know the whole jingle, but uh you can trust your car to the man that wears the star, and it's Texaco gas station. The big, bright Texaco. We already had that one, Dee, but thank you. Oh, okay. The big, bright Texaco star. They still have Texaco. I'm not, Texaco may have survived. I'm not sure. So many of them have just flipped. Texaco, I'm not sure. If they haven't survived, they may be one of the last, you know, uh, they have survived. They're one of the last gas stations standing, as many of them sold out to, like, Valero and Conoco and whatever. Uh, Luke Oil. Let's go to Bill is in Elizabeth, Thunder Jersey 101.5. Hello, William. Bill, you there? Uh, it's supposed to be Bull, B-U-L-L. -L. Oh, Bull. Oh, okay. How you doing, Bull? Hey, I'm still knocking them out, man. What's up? There we go. With a name like Bull, I expect nothing less. Yeah, well, that's what I did. That's how I got my reputation, man. <laughs> really? Look at you. Did you fight? Were you uh, Were you in the ring? No, no. I'm a retired uh, policeman. Oh, oh, my God. Okay. I got it. I got it. All right. When the book comes out, we'll read it. <laughs> the book will never come out. Too many it would, too many people would be hurt. The book will never come out. Yeah. All right. Where are you seeing a cheap gas? Uh, uh, Route 1 North right. in uh, Edison, just a few, a half mile or so past the Wawa on the right-hand side. There's a few one gas station, and they got it in there for 419 What's it called? It's called Fuel 1. Fuel 1? Fuel One, yeah, it's the name of the gas station. F U E L. Right. All right, I like that. Four nineteen. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, pal. Four nineteen. Hey, it's a pleasure talking to you, man. I've been listening to you for uh, ages, man, and I'm growing a beard now. I'm old, so I've been listening to you for a long time. See, when he listened, started listening, he was clean shaven, and now he looks like <laughs> he looks like ZZ Top. He's got the beard. Yeah, you sound floor. like a. Uh, you sound like a friend I had years ago. Uh, he passed away. Uh, his name was uh, JoJo. JoJo. Uh, he's from yeah, from Elizabeth. Oh, cool. All right, I appreciate that. We'll keep in touch. Now you know where I am. 
All right. Take it easy, bro. You got it, pal. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Where, where, where are we getting the cheap gas in New Jersey? Summer is here. Going on vacation soon? Don't you want to do the activities that make you happy? Still have that nagging pain that won't go away? Well, now is the time to do something about it. You need to call my friends at Trinity Rehab. Are you on the beach, hiking, walking the dog? Trinity Rehab can help, and now's the time. Give them a call, won't you? At 800 518 or go to trinity-rehab.com. They have the EPAP machine, which most places don't have. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and gets rid of pain fast. Most patients are better in three five-minute sessions. No prescription needed to get started. Call them at 800-518-0977 or trinity-rehab.com. They're here for you. Isn't it time to start feeling better and have no pain? Call Trinity Rehab with locations in Newtown, Doylestown, and Newtown Square, and you know they have locations all around New Jersey like Somerset, Short Hills, Wayne, Wall, Hackensack, Cherry Hills, Sewell. Check out the newest location in Flemington. That's trinity-rehab.com. Weather's brought to you by Casino Pier. Casino Pier, Breakwater Beach, and Seaside Heights. Classic Jersey Shore fun for everyone. Be on the lookout for lots of free events like princess sing-alongs, character appearances, live animal shows, even magic illusions and fire shows. Surf on over, won't you, to Casino Pier and Jay for the details. Hi, 1-800-283-101.5. The gas prices in New Jersey are dropping and dropping and dropping. Found the place in Manalapan. It's down to 439. I said, can you beat that? And uh, we got people calling in all over New Jersey. Tell me, where are the cheap gas prices? Go to nj1015.com. Check out my uh, my blog on the Route 33 uh, service and repair station in Manalapan. Uh, fantastic place. They had the grand opening yesterday. When was the last time you heard? of a station, a gas station, doing a grand opening. That, like, just doesn't happen. Uh, well, it happened in Manalpin yesterday. And based on that, I'm saying to you, where are the places, you know, where are the places that will, the, the, the gas station commercials that you still remember? Once upon a time, gas stations used to compete with each other. You'd never know it based on today. But once upon a time, gas stations used to compete. They used to have jingles, commercials, contests, games. Uh, doesn't exist anymore. Yesterday, Route 33 Auto Repair and Service in Manalpin, it did. Because there were. There were contests, there were games, there was people, there was a DJ. I thought it was pretty cool. Gino is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gino. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, pal? I don't have a cheap gas. I'm good, but I don't have a cheap gas price, but I do have a jingle. Let me hear the jingle. All right. This is from 1963 Sunoco. We can be very friendly. Yes, we can. We can be very friendly. Yes, we can. We can be very... From 1963? Yes, 1963. All right. Hold on. I'm going to put you in the hopper. Hold on. See, you in the running to win the tickets. Janine is in Ewing on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Janine. Hi, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you tonight? Good. I didn't look at prices because I didn't need gas, but yes. I have a jingle. You do? All right, go ahead. Yeah. You're too young for a jingle. <laughs> well, my mom. All right, never mind. Oh, okay. You, my mom told me this jingle. <laughs> okay. You've got a place to get to. Exxon knows along the way. It's nice to hear somebody say thanks 
for coming by today, and that's all I remember. Wow! Not only does she bring the jingle, she sings the jingle. Well, because I heard today it was a song, because so I couldn't just talk it to you. That would really. I like that. Yeah, some people would, but not you. As a matter of fact, I I, I think you want to re-record that jingle. We got to bring that back. Hold on, kiddo. I, I'm putting you in. I'm putting you in the hopper. And and if anybody knows any uh, cheap gas, let Janine know because she deserves it for that. Please, please, you. you got it. Hold on. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. So uh, let's see. We found it for four twenty one on the Raceway in North Brunswick. We found a Valero for four forty five. We found. Uh, Woodbridge 439 uh, Edison we found 423 we found the Valero at 409 in Jersey City uh, 429 in Carteret 416 again in Edison this is a raceway park uh, 1-800-283-101.5 and um, the jingles I mean like I said uh, you can trust a card in a man who wears the star was one uh, we heard the Exxon song Shell uh, Robert Klein used to do this bit, you know, what can one man do, my friend, from mobile, mobile oil. And uh, he, would, he was very funny after it. I can't remember what it was. But, you know, back in the days of, of 70s politics, which kind of set the day for, set the uh, tone for today's politics, only in the 70s, you could actually be funny without being canceled. You know, in the 70s, you could bring up a political statement and give your opinion, and they wouldn't, like, try to obliterate you from your job or anything like that. But that was then. This is now. All right. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. I've got an idea for gym class in New Jersey schools coming up, and I hope you like it. Stick around. Weekday mornings. Share your... Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trevelis, you and me at 11 o'clock tonight, talking all things Jersey. That's what we do at 1-800-283-101.5. And NJ1015.com. Go check out my post about where to get gas in Manalapan for $4.39 a gallon. And uh, we spent an hour taking calls from all kinds of uh, cheap gas stations throughout New Jersey. Hopefully the prices come down. Please, God, let the prices come down. You can also follow me at Real Steve Trev, where I've got a Twitter poll up that I'd love you to get involved with. I'm on Facebook as well. How do you feel about the idea of teaching self-defense in all New Jersey gym classes? Remember Jim? You know, uh, Jim lately has pretty much become a waste of time. I've talked to my sons, and I don't want to get them in trouble. I've, I've talked to lots of kids, and I've talked to uh, lots of our producers who are in their early 20s who've gone through gym class. And, you know, once upon a time, gym was fun. Gym was dodgeball. They don't do dodgeball anymore. You know, some of the games that we played in gym class, a lot of competition in gym class, basketball in gym class, a lot of fights broke out in gym class. And that's not why I bring this up. I... Uh, I started watching a show called Cobra Kai, and I found it over the weekend. It's been around for the last four years. It started off as a YouTube show, and it basically picks up where the Karate Kid leaves off. You saw the original Karate Kid in 1984 with uh, Pat Morita, who was a comedian discovered by Lenny Bruce's mom, who would have never expected in a million years he would go down in history as being uh, Mr. Miyagi, the famed karate instructor. But 
Uh, he was Arnold on Happy Days. But it's basically, The Karate Kid was the story of Daniel LaRusso, who uh, moved to California from New Jersey, got bullied by a kid named Johnny, uh, I can't remember his name now, <laughs> but he's uh, Johnny Lawrence and uh, the Cobra Kai uh, dojo. And basically, Cobra Kai and Johnny Lawrence, they were bullies, and they picked on Daniel, and Daniel ends up uh, being trained by Mr. Miyagi, and if you don't know this story by now, by heart, it's kind of like the Rocky of karate movies. And in the end, Daniel delivers the kick that wins the tournament to the face, and the dragonfly and all that, you know, this stance. And then he goes to Hong Kong, and he wins there. And the funny thing about the Karate Kid movies was that each one... Like the Rocky movies, each one would end where the last one left off. So 17-year-old Daniel LaRusso went to the tournament, and 23-year-old Daniel walked out. And 20-year-old Daniel walked out of the Hong Kong tournament. 27-year-old, uh, I missed the Miyagi, you know, walked out of uh, Karate Kid 3. And then they gave it to, I think, Hillary Duff, right? And then uh, Jade, uh, uh, Jaden uh, Smith got it when they redid it. But... What this does, this show, it picks up from, it fast forwards like 30 years or so to uh, where they are now. And where they are now is Daniel LaRusso is a, owns a car dealership in California, the biggest one in the Valley. And Johnny Lawrence is uh, uh, basically down on his luck, a loser, strange from his son, uh, a whole thing. And he decides to start up the dojo, and Daniel decides he's going to... It's a whole thing. you got to watch the show. I don't want to give it away. It's really very good, because what they're able to do is they're able to go back to the old... They have the rights. They can go back to the old Karate Kid movies. A lot of flashbacks, and... It's, a, it's really, really very well done. Netflix picked it up in its third year. I'm very happy that I'm able to find something that I could sit and like chew on for the next couple of days or weeks. It's really hard to find cool shows to binge. Um, I can't watch another Law & Order. I just cannot watch another Law & Order. So uh, this is cool. But it just puts the thought in my head that of how great it would be if... All schools, on every level, elementary, all the way up to high school, taught self-defense in gym classes. I mean, there's one scene where the teacher, the sensei, asks, you know, how many of you have been hit in the face? And nobody raised their hand. At some point in your life, you're going to be confronted by a bully. How you handle that confrontation is going to dictate the rest of your life. You're either going to go through life with self-confidence or you're going to go through life taking out what you didn't do on everybody else that you meet in one way, shape, or form. That's what I found. 1-800-283-101.5. Just an observation. And I think that, you know, with the way things are today, the stress that kids have in school, it's a great way to release stress. It's great to know how to defend yourself. It's great for self-confidence. It's a great way to handle bullying. Uh, I don't see any reason why not to do it. And I want to know how you feel. I uh, took classes years ago at the Tiger Shulman Karate. And um, I remember talking to the sensei back then. And back then, a lot of businesses, a lot of corporations were putting karate instruction. They were dealing with these different martial arts schools. And they were designing these like 30-minute programs. 
that they would use in business. Like you had the option, you can go to lunch or you can take this training. Uh, it was in the 90s. And the sensei had said, you know, we have designed the 30-minute class for just such a thing. And I'm thinking now, as I can imagine, you know, I said to my son, what do you guys teach in class? Oh, they got us dancing. They got us playing team games. They got us doing all this wacky stuff. Like, what about the idea that you could go in? And I don't know, how long was the class? 30 minutes, 45 minutes? So you go in, you get a 30-minute class. Maybe just on self-defense. How to do katas. How to stretch. How to, uh, how to protect yourself. Maybe there is sparring involved. You know, with big gloves or however you want to do it. You know, maybe there is. Somewhere along the line, you're put in a confrontation. You're put in a situation where you would have to defend yourself. And you'd be taught how to defend yourself. And you'd be taught uh, the other things that come along with self-defense, such as respect, discipline. 1-800-283-101.5. I think anti-bullying, I think bullying would drop tremendously. When you see the bully try to defend himself and you laugh a little bit, then you're not so worried about him anymore. But 1-800-283-101.5, I'm just throwing this out there, and I want to get your opinion seriously. How do you feel about the idea of teaching self-defense in all New Jersey gym classes, for all the way from like preschool, from like kindergarten, all the way through high school, just in different forms? So that every day, every, you know, you're getting acquainted with defending yourself. And I think it's something that would just grow on so many levels in life. Build confidence, build stamina, you know, build elasticity with stretching. 1-800-283-101.5. And also, give me some of the things that you did in gym class that you can't do anymore. Or what were some of the crazy gym class stories that you had? Did you take gym class? Did you want to take gym class? Did you avoid gym class like the plague? Would it make gym class exciting? Would you want your son or daughter in it? I would. And again, you're not there to beat people up or anything like that. You're there to learn. You're there to learn discipline. You're there to learn self-defense. Your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. To achieve top dollar for your home, you need an agent who can create an auction-like effect with buyers competing for your home and driving up the price. Call Rob Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage to get you started. You could get thousands of dollars more than you ever imagined. Carla realized that she could capitalize on the current real estate market by selling her home in Fords. When she enlisted the help of Rob's team, she got an amazing return on her investment. In just 12 days, she sold her home for $340,000, which was $20,000 over the list price. After 29 showings and multiple offers, Carla was so happy to have the extra cash. Robert Dukansky has superior marketing to sell your home. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com or Google Rob Sells NJ, and then, yes, yeah, start packing. Here's fast traffic. 
104.5 is some bank for your tank. This is the last week you can win a free $100 gas card. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter it on a New Jersey 101.5 app for your chance to win a free $100 gas card. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Parks Casino, this is how you win. Exit 6 off the Jersey Turnpike. Get some bank for your tank with a free $100 gas card. Only from New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. All right, how would you feel about the idea of teaching self-defense in all New Jersey school gym classes? Starting from kindergarten, going all the way through high school. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, you want to teach sex education to kindergarten, right? You want to start that. Why not start this? Why not teach kids how to defend themselves? Should they ever need it? And somewhere along the line, they're going to need it. Do you think bullying would go down? you think discipline would go up? Because part of self-defense, if you're doing martial arts, part of self-defense is discipline. It's respect. Is that going down? Are you seeing that with your kids? Are you seeing that in schools? 1-800-283-101.5. I uh, put it up on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Steve Trev, and we retweeted it through the radio station. Steven says the way things are going these days is not a bad idea. Uh, Joe would rather teach situational awareness. That saved me many more times in self-defense. Well, you could teach situational awareness, which is great. But you also got to know what to do should you ever be in a situation where you have to do something. Or just at least how to prevent yourself from getting hurt. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, you know, I guess back in the day when you were a kid, you probably got in a lot more fights than your kids get into now. But still, look at where bullying is right now. Uh, voting rights says, no, we don't need to keep telling the kids they're on their own. We need adults to do more to protect our kids like they are supposed to. See, I disagree with that because adults can't be, you can't be with your kid 24-7 as much as you'd like to. They've got their own life and they've got to learn self-confidence. They've got to learn respect. They've got to learn discipline. They've got to learn self-defense. 1-800-283-101.5. Where are you on this? I'm surprised that the phones aren't, you know, I'm not getting more calls on this. This just seems to me like a no-brainer. What the hell are they teaching in gym class now? Seriously. If you're a gym teacher, how do you feel about this? What are they teaching in gym class now? You want to go to gym class and learn dancing? You want to walk around the track? Why not teach them something that would actually be useful? From a self-confidence standpoint, just to know, you know, uh, there, there are people that take martial arts. There are people that, you know, take boxing. There are people that take different sports. And you do it for the sport. I'm not, uh, this isn't so that you beat people up. This is so that should you ever be put in a position, you can handle yourself. Or at least give yourself a fighting chance. Mike is in New Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. How's it going? I believe that uh, everyone should be doing some type of martial arts. If it's uh, jujitsu or judo, it's good for discipline. I just started. I'm 20 years old. I just started, and I think it's the best thing. I have the, you know, I feel great now. I'm doing it every day. I feel great. It makes me feel determined. It makes me feel like I have more confidence. And uh, you know, I think it's a great thing for all kids. What got you started, Mike? You're 26. What got you started? Uh, you know. Uh, I played sports in high school, and 
after I didn't have a sport to play, I felt like I needed something to, you know, keep not only keep me in shape, give me confidence, but also just be a part of a team again. And, uh, you know, I go to this place called Renzo Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, and, you know, I, ever since I've been going, it's made me feel great, made me uh, have more confidence. And, you know, also t- I can defend myself now. So it's just everything about it is just great, and just the sport in general is great to have in your life. It also gives you an inner peace. You know, that confidence gives you the peace. Mike, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Charlene is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Charlene. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What are you thinking? Uh, My daughter teaches martial arts, and she has her own business, Tasco Fit. She's currently in Hawaii, but she teaches the young kids, and I think it's an awesome idea. It should be in the schools everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you know, so so what do the kids get out of it? To me, I just feel like they get the confidence. I heard the tail end of the other caller, but it gives them confidence. It gives them respect. It's like, you know, I don't have to be bullied, but I don't have to, like, kick somebody's rear. Like, you know you have more confidence in yourself that you could defend yourself if something happened. Right. But, you know, you want to approach it that, you have more control over yourself and try to maybe diffuse it a different way. Self-discipline. Yeah, self-discipline yeah. for sure. And it's one of the many things, Charlene, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You know, there are all these classes that you wish, you know, that you could teach kids. Uh, balance the checkbook, stuff like that. But, I mean, the idea that here's a class, here's a way that you could... You could learn self-discipline. You could learn to defend yourself. You could learn respect. You could learn an inner peace that would help you solve situations. 1-800-283-101.5. I want to know, how do you feel about the idea of teaching self-defense in New Jersey schools? They're pushing the idea, why don't we teach sex education? You know, Why don't we go to kindergarten and teach sex education, whether parents like it or not? How about we go to kindergarten and teach them how to defend themselves? Teach them how to fight. Not so much how to fight to be aggressive and hurt somebody. How to fight in case anyone ever picks on them. What would that do for bullying? Have you ever had a situation? Did you take martial arts as a kid? Or not, not so much. I don't want to focus on martial arts. Did you take self-defense as a kid? And uh, what were some of the games that you played in gym class when you were a kid? What was, what was your favorite part of gym class? What was your favorite part of gym class? Um, when it was over. When it was over? You yeah. Were, you were a dodgeball guy? I, I wasn't a dodgeball guy. I didn't want to cro- uh, didn't want to climb the cargo net, you know. The I rope. <laughs> right. I didn't want the rope. No, I was, I was fine with, you know, like, is there a video game section of gym class? <laughs> I like that. I want, I want to put me on video and have him take the clash. It's 8.30. Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ 101. Weather also brought to you by Casino Pier. Casino Pier, Breakwater Beach, and Seaside Heights has deals and discounts all summer long. Check out CasinoPier.com to get details for specials on ride wristbands, water park admission, eat, butt, and play, and more. Know before you go how to get more family fun this summer. Hi, Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. You know what they should teach in gym class? Self-defense. You want to stop bullying in schools? Self-defense in the gym class. You want to teach uh, discipline, respect, 
self-defense in the gym class. That's what I say. What do you say? I got a Twitter poll up. Uh, Ryan responds, I say no, because even in sports, you have sport coaches acting as strength coaches when they have no business doing so. Now you want gym teachers to instruct self-defense. Hmm, no. Maybe a local biz can offer student discounts and work a deal with the school, but absolutely not in gym class. I so totally disagree with that. I so totally disagree with that. So the gym teachers take a course. Just like, uh, so what do you want them to do? Oh, better yet, they should just go run around the track. That's real productive. Who got any production out of gym class? 1-800-283-101.5. If you're on a team and you join the team and you're doing practice for the team, that's one thing. But just straight gym class? Sit around. Most kids don't want to do it. They don't want to, you know, they want to cut it. How do you get production out of it? Can't play dodgeball anymore. Not that that was productive, but at least it was fun. Anybody having fun in gym class? How about learning something in gym class? How about you give the teachers a plan, and this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to do it. And if you want to start bringing in, like, uh, martial arts instructors to coach the teachers or whatever how to do it. Yeah, I'm not even saying martial arts. Just some kind of self-defense. If you're attacked, do this. If someone's going to throw a punch at your face, here's how to block it. Here's how to deliver a well-placed kick should some, some grown-up ever approach you. Do something. You want to cut down bullying, here's a great way to do it. You want to build confidence in kids, here's a great way to do it. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, growing up, uh, I guess back in the day, self-defense was something you learned on the street. Why shouldn't self-defense be? Or, or you took lessons. Or you took boxing lessons. I don't know. Do, uh, do gym teachers box? Is that okay? Ryan? Coach Ryan? Is that okay? 1-800-283-101.5. Love this. Uh, now you want the gym teachers to, uh, to teach self-defense. Why not? What are they teaching now? How to climb a rope? Michael, that is too much responsibility for that school district, and I honestly would not want to be the teacher instructor. I just see lawsuits and unruly parents. The idea is very good, but not in 2022. Shouldn't be like this in 2022. Why would you not want your kid to learn how to defend themselves? David, I have mixed feelings about this subject. While on one hand, I believe that it's important for everyone to be able to defend themselves. On the other hand, I'm not sure I like the idea of teaching kids anything that might lead to violence. Actually, this prevents violence. While some kid will go on to only use what they learn uh, as a means to defend themselves when necessary, there'll always be a percentage of kids who will use what they learn to perpetuate violence. And again, you teach self-defense. And if someone starts with you, you can defend yourself. Amy, absolutely. Dante, yes. Carlo, absolutely. Rustan, great idea. John, absolutely. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever taken, and again, like, have you ever taken a self-defense class? And if you have, let me know how it worked out for you. Let me know if this is something you believe could be taught in schools. And again, very, very basic from the very, you know, from kindergarten, very, very easy steps. And then you teach like sparring or you teach katas or you teach uh, different ways, you know, different stretching. Different forms of self-defense, maybe martial arts, maybe boxing, whatever else there is. You don't want to go MMA. 
But if you're if you're involved in any type of self-defense, I would love to hear from you. And I would love to hear what it's done for you and how it makes you feel. Because if you're taking self-defense, the one thing you will earn in self-defense is that it's only used for defense. People who think people would take it and learn an attack are the people who don't understand it. And you have to present it in a way. So you're saying that it's okay for the gym teacher to go learn how to teach the kid to walk around a track, but he shouldn't learn how to teach a self-defense class. Why would that be a problem? I mean, I don't get it. 1-800-283-101.5. If you've ever taken any kind of a self-defense class, what has it done for you? Or what do you think it would do for children? As far you know, you, and I even, like, I'll even go along with the idea of having, you know, maybe you could do it this way, where you make a deal with the local dojo or whatever, self-defense school, and you make a deal that you can make the classes optional if kids want to come in and learn. I would have no problem with that. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. I got a Twitter poll up. And uh, as it stands right now, we've got 187 votes. 87.7% think it's a great idea. 12.3% say no. Very simple question. How do you feel about teaching self-defense at all New Jersey school gym classes? Where are you on this? 1-800-283-101.5. To me, it's a no-brainer. To me, it builds confidence. It builds discipline. It builds respect. It cuts down on bullying. I, I don't see the negative. You, know, you can sign a release. That's not a problem either. Tony's in Monroe on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tony. Hey, Steve. How are you tonight? All right. What are you thinking? All right. Um, I started taking martial arts. I'm 53 now. I started when I was 13. Right. And I I went to two different dojos over the years uh, when I was younger, and both of my senseis really taught the mentality, the proper mentality with it. And I just want to say that's the biggest part. I think everybody should learn how to defend themselves. Okay, it, it's it's just incredible to know it keeps you in shape. It, I mean, I've actually used it numerous times to actually protect people. I mean, I could tell you stories, but I mean, we don't have that kind of time. Right. But it, it is, it really is wonderful. But the the most important part is if anybody uh, wants to get their children involved, make sure they find out what kind of sensei or instructor, whatever you want to call them, okay, how they teach and what their mindset is, because that truly is the most important part, because you will have places out there that will be, will, will teach in a destructive manner. No, you want the school would vet. Yeah, it would be up to the school to vet and find, you know, the right, right people right. to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, now, that's a great definitely. point. Uh, Tony, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts? How do you feel about teaching self-defense in New Jersey school gym classes? Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center in Oldbridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a 
complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Jominski and Doyle. 1.5 and Rutgers football present the Big Joe Jersey Talent Show. Ready for the spotlight? Enter now to be in the show with Jenkinson's in Point Pleasant Beach. The winner receives over $13,000 in prizes. For details, visit NJ1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Rob Dukansky, at Home Recreation and Rutgers Football. Keep chopping. Single game tickets on sale July 19th at ScarletKnights.com. The Big Joe Jersey Talent Show returns July 10th from New Jersey. 101.5. Steve Treble Ace. 1-800-283-101.5. What do you think of the idea? of teaching uh, self-defense in gym classes. I love this. My buddy, Coach Tommy Farrell at Manchester, says, uh, take football or wrestling. That'll work. Yeah, it'll work for the football and wrestling players. But what about those kids that have never had the experience? The experience of just being confronted and being through that, knowing how to handle that, would go so much further in relieving the stress or the fear that it could ever happen. Once you face that fear, you understand what it's about, then you're no longer worried about it. You know, you look the fear in the eye, you laugh at its face. Uh, that's where comedy is, actually. <laughs> Let's talk to Rob on his way to Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Did you get there yet? Hey, how you doing? No, I'm halfway there, but uh, I love the topic because um, it's, it's close to my heart, and I'm an old-timer, so... You know, it, this can go so many different ways. Right. In in school, you've got, as you said, the football players. They've got the aggressiveness. They've got the athleticness. But the kids that don't have it, they don't even, you know, you walk around the track today. They don't have any way of really learning those skills. And I got bullied as a kid. Right. So, you know, that's something I would have enjoyed learning. But I actually was lucky enough that uh, I got into gymnastics late. But right. I turned out to be a a gymnast way back when. And I didn't realize that I had the strength I did. So people stopped bullying me when I started realizing at 14, I can hit back. Did the martial arts, I mean, help you with that? I mean, was that, was the bullying what drove you to the martial arts? Yeah, they, well, I moved from New York to New Jersey and I was the new kid on the block. Right. So, you know, you, you gotta, back then, and we're talking back in the 60s and 70s, you gotta prove that, you know, you're somebody. You, you couldn't just walk down the street by yourself unless you had your friends with you. Right. <laughs> right. right. So you, you you did that, but it wasn't it wasn't to attack anybody. It basically gave you the confidence. Gymnastics did the same thing. It gives you the confidence and respect to be able to take care of yourself. And the feeling that you can. You know, there were so many kids today who've never been in that situation. There was one part where, uh, there's one, I was watching this show, Cobra Kai show, and uh, the sensei says, how many of you have ever been punched in the face? And they all, ra and they all raise their hand, they've never been punched in the face. Well, today we're going to punch you all in the face. And I'm thinking about how funny that is, because I remember asking some kids, and the idea, like when I was a kid, I used to give them fights all the time. But it's not, it was, it was it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It's not as overblown. It's just part of growing up. And if you take that part of growing up away from kids, you're going to end up with, you know, a scared bunch. And that seems like what we're living with right now. That is what we're living with. And, and everybody's afraid to speak up. Everybody's mm -hmm. very thin-skinned. I'm going to be careful what I say. But it, it's gotten really out of hand. You know, ridiculously, where, where common sense is down the toilet. 
but a lot of people just don't know how to handle situations or social situations. And this would give you the discipline. It would give, and you know what, self, like you know, as you're taking it, you know, it teaches you discipline, it teaches you respect, and it teaches you when not to do it. But it gives you self-respect, and you start to understand what that means. That's a great way to put it. Rob, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis, stick around. You can listen Whatever gets you through tonight is right here on New Jersey 101.5. What else would you need to get you through the night? You, me, maybe a, some chips, some ice cream. This is the time of the night, like if I'm home. Uh, I got Ryan Bissell here. He's producing tonight. How's it going? I'm going good. You know, you're going, you're doing a great job, man. Oh, thank you. You know, this is the time, like, what, what's your snack food at night? What's your go-to snack? My go-to when snack. When you're sitting home, right, doing whatever you do at night to unwind and relax, what are you, what are you eating and drinking? What am I eating and drinking? So drinking, I'm a big Diet Coke or like Diet Pepsi fan. I, I lean more with Diet Pepsi. You are 50 pounds. <laughs> You're drinking Diet Coke. Maybe that's why. Okay. You're drinking Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi. Okay. In my defense, regular Coke, to me, definitely tastes better than Diet Coke. But when it comes to Pepsi, I think Diet Pepsi definitely beats out regular Pepsi in terms really? of flavor. Yeah, definitely. I like the Pepsi. I like the regular. I grew up on the regular. Re regular Pepsi with ice cubes right. was like a delicacy. That See, was I don't like time. ice either. You don't like ice? No. When I go oh, and I, I get drinks ice. like water or anything at like the, you know, the restaurant, I'm always like, light ice, please. Or like, no ice. Well, that's because they don't want to do that because they don't want to give you more drink. Exactly. They'd love to flood it with ice and give you like a shot of drink. Don't dilute the good stuff. So what's your, uh, so what's your, uh, here you are, it's the end of the night, you're going to go home tonight, you're going to unwind, and you're going to go to the fridge. What do you want to eat? All right, I've got my Diet Pepsi in my hand, and it's okay. in a can there, um, and then I'm going for a bag of animal crackers. Animal, really? Yes. Animal crackers. Yes, of all things. I I know. Do they still make animal crackers? They do. And let me tell you Like something. the real animal crackers with the little circus on the red box? Okay. Or like the bag of like a, a dollar store animal the, crackers? The little box is for the casual. Like I'm I'm a hardcore animal cracker fan. Are you serious? So I got to go to ShopRite. And if you look on the bottom shelf, usually you'll see they sell like the Costco size bags, like the big ones. And that's what you get? And that's what I'm buying, yeah. That's my no, no salt, huh? No. See, I, I, I always ask people these kinds of questions where it's like sweet or salty, you know, right. like things like that. And I'm definitely more of like a sweet foods kind of guy. Like I, I always uh, thought of myself as a salty food fan. Mm. And then, you know, I was sitting there eating my animal crackers and I'm like, you know what? For all the times I've I don't need no stinking salt. You don't need salt. It's, it's all about the, the sugary crackers, man. Man, my blood pressure would love you. <laughs> I got high blood pressure, and I can't stop the salt. What's your favorite snack, then? Uh, you know what? For me, I, given the choice of anything, I would have a bowl of ice cream and a, like a bowl of, and a bag of, like, kettle-cooked potato chips. Okay. Well, or kettle-cooked kettle -cooked potato chips or, like, the wavy potato chips, ruffles. That I love. Any specific flavor or just OG? Uh, no, I can go with the regular. Like the kettle cooked regulars are good. I've tried the others. You know, like sometimes like I'll go with the cheddar or the jalapeno and stuff. But I like the kettle cooked. I like the ice cream. And now um, I've been getting into trail mix. Trail mix. Now uh, a lot of this um, uh, CVS has this brand called Gold. And they have this spicy, uh, salty, sweet and salty trail mix, which is a combination of, and you got to be careful. Because what I do is I keep a little thing of it in my car. 
So as I'm driving home, I'll treat myself, you know, while driving. And you got to be careful because some of the trail mix, they have like the chocolates in it, mm. and it'll melt. And it'll get real disgusting in the car. So yeah. you got to like spoon it out and get rid of it. What I the, This is like a combination of pretzels and M&Ms and almost chocolate chip cookies that taste like they were made with salt. But it's kind of like a combination. Raisins that really comes off well. It's, and it balances that sweet and salty thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, for, for, you know, there is sweet and salty, but when you put them together, like, you know, that's where, like, that real magic is. I don't know. This is this could combine your two People favorites. People are doing that now. People think I'm crazy when I do this. I will put, and, and hear me out, I yeah. will put those those neon orangey yellow, uh, what is it called, uh, goldfish okay. into my vanilla ice cream. Okay, the Farm? Yep, the Pepperidge Farm ones. I will put that the into my vanilla The cheddar goldfish? Yep, vanilla really? ice cream. Really? Sweet and salty. Cheesy vanilla ice cream. I'm telling you, it, it and it, that's not the storeboard brand. This is talking about real cheesy, actual cheesy vanilla yeah, ice cream. Yeah. yeah. How about that? It, it's pretty good. It's not bad. I don't know. Like it's been a while since I've had it because you know people usually give me a hard time when I'm. You got to do this in private because yeah. if you go with the gold, the goldfish in public on the vanilla ice cream, you're going to catch stuff. Exactly. Exactly. But then, what kind of ice cream do you have then? Well, ice cream. Uh, oh my God! I, I went to Jersey Freeze last week. They have the most incredible ice cream. Jersey Freeze used to be on the Freehold Circle when all there was was the Freehold Circle before they put malls and restaurants and everything around it. Springsteen used to hang out there when he was a kid. Uh, the owner would give him the broken cones, and he still goes back in there. And one time he went back in there, and the waitresses didn't even know who he was, and he took pictures. One guy he goes in there, and a guy's running across the parking lot trying to catch him, and he does. I put the post on nj1015.com. Kyle and I went there last week and we took some pictures and uh, we did a nice post on them. But their ice cream, it's homemade. It's incredible. But I'm more like Rocky Road is pretty good. Or I like, a, like vanilla with some kind of fudge or chocolate or nuts. So you do that and then you go to the potato chips. Like the way I do it, I got to have the ice cream. And then after the ice cream comes the chips. And then you just munch out. See, I feel like, and I then you get on the scale in the next morning, and you you ask forgiveness. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about this. Like I said, you're fifty pounds. <laughs> Everybody should wish they should be like you. I get on the scale the next day. First, I got I got to apologize to God. <laughs> I got I got to think now. What time did I eat? I got to space out twelve hours. If it's twelve hours, I got a shot. Anything under that, I'm going to get on the scale. I weigh somewhere between on my scale between two thirty five and two twenty five and two thirty. Mm -hmm. And I'm six four, so I got to be like you know if I if I lean to the left, <laughs> you got to know how to play your scale, you know like uh, there's the scale game. That's why you uh, people go on they want diets to lose weight. What I do is I, I know how to position my scale on the bathroom floor. Like if you get if I get on the scale over here, then I, it could be like two twenty eight. If I go down five tiles, move over four to the left, I could be two twenty three. So you got to know exactly where on the bathroom floor to put your scale, and then get on the scale. I mean, if you go to the moon, then, you know, you'll be, like, a lot lighter. I'll be a lot. That's it. That's going to be my diet. I'm going to yeah. go to the moon, and that's how I'm going to lose weight. I want 800 283 What is your late-night snack? What is your, like, what is your snack that you eat at night? Give me something I could eat that I won't feel guilty about the next morning. But what is your, what is your, like, what is your go-to snack? What is your go-to late-night snack? When you're sitting around unwinding after a long day, what do you eat? Give me something unusual. 
unusual. Do you put a goldfish in vanilla ice cream? Give me something that like we wouldn't know about that would be really, really tasty. Make me feel good about myself. Really? No, man. You know what? I'm going to try it. Cheesy vanilla ice cream. Because you realize this could start? You know, like, if you start putting, like, people start buying, like, eggplant parmesan ice cream. I mean, this could be weird. You know, and you can tell them that, you know, Ryan sent you. Tell them that Ryan. sent you to food prison. What we'll do is, like, we'll market this. We'll take, we'll go to Jersey Freeze, right? And uh, you tell them, you know, that you're going to, we're going to take, we're going to take vanilla ice cream and put goldfish in it. And see what they think about it. I'll follow it up with uh, what's it called? Um, ham and pineapple ice cream. Ham, ham and pine, ham and ham and pineapple ice cream. See, that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad at all. All right. Uh, nobody would eat it, but it definitely wouldn't be bad. All right. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. All right. I got the calls coming in now. Your thoughts? Give me some uh, late night snacks that are what your favorite late night snack is, or something that uh, that we wouldn't know about, but that we should try. Here's fast traffic. New Jersey weather brought to you by BMA Payroll. Want a payroll company that's a one-stop shop for your payroll processing needs? BMA Payroll has been helping small business owners since 1977. They can save you up to 70% and protect you from tax fraud. For more info, visit bmapayroll.com. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. And uh, Ryan Bissell hanging out here. Um... Talking about snacks. Talking about like, uh, uh, how about this cream cheese on bananas? Um, here's I've so unless it's like cheesecake and I love cheesecake, right. I'm not really a big cream cheese kind of guy. You know what's really good with cream cheese? What's that? All right, I got two things. Now, cream cheese is big for me. Convince me. I take all right. When you make, it's a great recipe for macaroni and cheese. Mm. You take my mother did this and it was fantastic. You take uh, the elbow macaroni. And then you take soft Philadelphia cream cheese, put it in with the macaroni, buttermilk, soft Philadelphia cream cheese, and butter and milk, not buttermilk. And then you put cheese Whiz, and you mix the cheese Whiz, which comes in the jar, with the Philadelphia cream cheese, Uh and the butter, and the milk, and you mix it all together. It is, you put a little breadcrumb on top and bake it, phenomenal. See, I, I think I'm gonna have no, to try no. that one. The cheese whiz, you, you're kind of, you're kind of happy with that. Cheese whiz is good. No, though, you know what cheese whiz is, right? Not specifically. Cheese whiz. <laughs> <laughs> you ever have a cheesesteak and you go to Philadelphia, right? It's they, like they the give spam of the, cheese. It's not the spam of cheese. <laughs> It's not the spam of cheese. Maybe it is. What is it? <laughs> but it's good. It's, let's put it, if God couldn't afford cheese, he'd have made cheese whiz. Cheese whiz is kind of like, it's, it's cheese, and it's whiz. And it goes in a jar. <laughs> and you put it on uh, cheesesteaks. Uh, well, cheese whiz, craft, right? Yeah. It comes in the jar, and it's like a cheese spread. And like I said, you try this blend. You take with the Philadelphia cream cheese and the cheese whiz together and the milk and the butter and you put it in with the elbow macaroni and you stir it up and it really comes out good. You ever have cheese whiz? I've had it in like the context of a cheesesteak. This this just sounds like a really very Philly-esque mac and cheese. No, you never thought it. Well, I never thought of it that way until I'm thinking Philadelphia brand cream cheese and the cheese whiz. But it actually comes out to be a good blend. And the other thing you do with the cream cheese. uh, By the way, anybody got a good snack? Give me like a good late night snack that won't make you feel guilty the next morning. 
because the ice cream and the chips just, you know, like I said, I get up, I, I get up in the morning, I'd ask forgiveness. <laughs> I want to start my day. It's a very Catholic way to start your day. <laughs> Good morning, world. I know I suck, and I'd like to ask your forgiveness to get me through the day. So is there another way I can start my day? Give me a good late-night snack that I could eat. Because like, the other problem, too, is I go home at, you know, I get home at midnight. Yeah. So it's already past any time that anybody should be eating. There's not drunk in the OB diner. You know, it's yeah. any time that anybody should be eating is past midnight. Yeah. So here I go home at midnight, and anything I eat is going to pretty much kill me the next day. So I'm looking for snacks that I could eat late at night that wouldn't, but, but would satisfy the urge. I mean, I can go home and eat celery sticks. Yeah. And then say, okay, what am I going to eat? Now, now, what am I really going to eat? I need like a good snack. But getting back to the mac and cheese, yeah. the, um, you know, when you put them together, it comes up with a, blast, a good blend. The other thing I do with cream cheese, which is very Italian. Okay. You take, um, you know what regatta cheese is? Yeah. Okay. You take regatta cheese and you put Philadelphia soft cream cheese mixed with the regatta. And then you put the shredded mozzarella in there, mm -hmm. put an egg put a little parsley and maybe a little bit of sugar and you mix that up and you put that in with the ziti and tomato and that's what you use for the baked ziti or the stuffed shells or the monogoth and all that. Okay. That is an incredible feeling. I, I am Italian. I did grow up with that kind of stuff. I can't recall off the top of my You're head. You're Italian? Yeah, yeah. How'd you get that last name? Is that Italian? Uh, it's not. My dad's not Italian. Oh, <laughs> all right. So you get all this. All right, you understand. Yeah, all yeah, right. yeah. My mom did the cooking. So I, she's Italian. So all right. You know, Tell I her to try that. Tell her put a little bit of Philadelphia soft Philadelphia cream cheese with the regard. It mixes really nice, and it gives it a smoothness, and uh, the sugar gives it a little bit of a sweetness, and then you want potato chips afterwards. I guess no. Do potato chips go with cream cheese? <laughs> When I was a kid, we used to put cream cheese on the potato chips. So what's a dip? A dip is sour cream yeah. and whatever you're going to put in it, right? So the cream cheese, you know, we used to put cream cheese on there. You could dip the potato chip in the cream cheese. Have you ever done that? Uh, no. Like I said, cream cheese really isn't my jam. Just you know the cream cheese. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And cheese whiz. And I, I don't know. I guess things that are that have the word cheese in them, but aren't specifically cheese. Like they just give me. I want real cheese. <laughs> See, when it comes to like weird, like the food that like I'm not like used to or that I haven't eaten before. Right. I'm not like scared of it, but like there's like this. Ooh, it's. You need hurt a self defense class for food. I do. <laughs> My tongue needs a self defense class so that uh -huh. you know it can feel confident when it's being you know challenged by things. So like you're not one of those guys cheese. that eats anything. No, I, I am not. I will try anything, right? but it might take like a few attempts for me to like really taste it instead of just like, you know, inhaling it and being like, yeah, yeah, it was fine. You know, <laughs> <laughs> eat first, ask questions later. That's the way I am. I just love to eat, but I need like a good, like late night snack. That's not, you know, that, that is not going to, I guess, make you feel guilty because the ice cream and the potato chips, it gets me in trouble. And I would have much enjoyment if I could just eat that. But, like, what are some of the snacks? Like, what are some of the late-night snacks you could eat at night that don't kill you the next day? You know, the snacks that you could eat that, I guess, healthy snacks that you could say, well, you know, they didn't put too much calories on me. Because, you know, when you go to bed at night, whatever you eat just lays there. Yeah. And it's going to be with you all night. Chad, when you go home at night, mm -hmm. what do you eat? So... 
I'll have maybe like some roasted unsalted peanuts, maybe like a couple of handfuls just to like tide me over, or maybe I'll have some olives or something like that. Olives, but, yeah. The green or the or the black. I I like the the pit, the ones with uh, pits in them. So either the green or like what do they call them? The Kalamita olives. The green like ones. The, oh, the green ones or the the dark purple ones. The Greek, like in the vinegar and all yes. that. Oh, you were those. Yes. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. How about uh, do, do you spit them across the room in the range <laughs> and stuff like that? Right? You know, I should get a I, I should get like a dartboard or something out there to do some. I like that. There you go. Yeah. I just sit in my in my easy chair and spit them out and put a little trash can under the uh under the dartboard then we'll take you down south get you some tobacco and <laughs> you want a contest i'll be good to go you'll be good to go you know what's good real fast yeah take cream cheese mm -hmm. and put the green olives with pimentos and make a sandwich out of that oh wow well oh, that sounds interesting amazing mm. it's 9 30. Now the latest New Jersey news. 1.5 New Jersey weather brought to you by NJ Spine and Wellness. Do you suffer from neck and back pain caused by sciatica, herniated or bulging discs? NJ Spine and Wellness offers spinal decompression therapy, a non-surgical treatment that being right for you. Call 877-333-NJSW or visit NJSW.com. Learn how you can get better faster today. Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5. Producer Ryan Pissell hanging out. All right, what do you think of Philadelphia cream cheese? Philadelphia with the green olives. With green olives. With the pimentos on toast um, or a bagel. See, uh, You ever have green olives with pimentos? Not specifically. And here's also, uh, man, yeah. I'm going to make some enemies tonight. Yeah, that's um, right. Olives really aren't my jam either. I don't know. Maybe that's a holdover from when I was like. How about a bit cream thicker. cheese and jam? Cream cheese and jam. That I that's can. That's not bad. That I can you ever have that? Have. Yes, that I've had. Cream cheese and jelly. All right. Yeah. Cream cheese and jam. Yeah. See, but, olives, the green olives. Yeah. That's like an old tool sandwich. Yeah, olives, I don't know. They're just not my thing, which is weird because I love vinegar. Like, I, I'll absolutely like I apple hate, cider see, vinegar. vinegar. I hate it. makes me get the sour face with the vinegar. Oh, no, like, I, I have that stuff. Like, the apple cider vinegar, they tell you to take, like, the tablespoon in the morning, like, during, like, the summer to keep the bugs away. I do that. It keeps the bugs away? That, it, I, maybe it's like an old wives' tale, you know, one of those kinds of things. But they should send that down to Long Beach Island. You see the greenheads are out now? Really? I See, I was actually thinking to myself, I haven't seen many, like, greenheads in a while either. Oh, they're out. We got a story. Chad was just talking about them on the news. They're, like, out and about in full force. I guess I'm in too much. Mm -hmm. See, Dad, you're <laughs> going to be the Italian bar mitzvah. <laughs> you're the Italian buffet for some greenheads bar mitzvah. <laughs> it's freaking amazing. I hate, I was down Long Beach Island, and when you see our city, I have a beach house down there, it's the same thing. Like, North Jersey, you can dig in the sand with no problem. South Jersey, you dig in the sand, next thing you know, the greenheads come up. They live in the sand? I guess. I don't know. They, you start digging, next thing you know, they're all around you. They're buzzing around your knees and everything. There's nothing. You go in the water. And, I mean, he's like, you know, I'll put on long sleeves. I'm not going to the beach in long sleeves. That's not the reason I go to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. But, see, see, like, we're talking about, you know, snacks here. I'm the bug's favorite snack. Growing up. I used to get like so many bug bites. I'd have to like I would just like take the antihistamine like lotion and I would just like rub it on my arms like sunscreen. It yeah. was it was like that bad. 
um, Boy Scout camp, I, I would have to go to the uh, the what is it like the first aid tent or whatever. Um, oh yeah. Like every other day for like spider bites and things like that. <laughs> like they, whatever thing it was, you know, multi leg creatures just love to chow down on me. That's the that's the way it is now. That's the way I feel, especially like in the summertime with the with the beach. My legs will get all bit up, you know. But I ain't, I I, ain't bad. I tried the uh, the skin so soft. You ever heard of that? Avon puts it out. And that's supposed to be the remedy. Avon Skin So Soft. You get that and you put it on your, or exposed areas. And that's supposed to keep the bugs away. And it's like a lotion, but like that's just like a second. You got to know benefit. somebody who sells Avon that has it. I don't know. Uh, that's what always used to work. Huh. It's called Avon, and I don't know what else works. If you got any ideas, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Are you getting bitten? Are you getting an ex excessive uh, bug bites this year in New Jersey? You getting hit by the greenheads? And uh, what do you use? Like, what do you use to get rid of them? They're biting in full force at the Jersey beaches. Jenner Sillow's got the story. They're called greenheads. They're produced from our coastal marshes, and they're a species of horsefly whose scientific name is Tibetis. Tibetis. <laughs> Do you need a degree for it? Nig Nigravitatis, which is Latin translated to black striped horsefly. Uh, this is Kyle Rossner, the uh, South Jersey entomologist with a background in insect conservation. I don't want to conserve this bug. I want him dead. So it's the black striped horsefly, but the we black, call it the greenhead. The greenhead. Yeah, really. It's to buy only in Jersey. It's the black striped horsefly, which we have nicknamed the greenhead. And uh, the greenheads that bite are the females. And they're looking for a blood meal to produce eggs. And those eggs are laid and the larvae develop in salt marshes along the high tide where the vegetation collects. The larvae are predatory maggots that feed on other invertebrates. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Oh, and then they come out on the beach and they're looking for you. As you're making your sandcastle. Now, you would think in New Jersey that we would have these beach tag ladies on top of this. Yeah. And they would go to the green head and ask the green head to show his beach badge and then throw his ass or his green head off the beach. Exactly. But they're not doing their job. That's why I say we take the Jersey beach tag ladies, we send them down to the border, and that's how we keep people out. <laughs> they, they will see, too. If they, if they can't handle flies, they can handle people. They show up in Mexico. That'd be eight dollars, please. I'm the money. Are we going home? <laughs> Maria is in Bucks County on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Marie. Hi, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good. Uh, I wanted to talk about the bug spray. Tell me, what do you think? What? Tell me. Tell me about the oh, bug spray. I, You're on the air. Am I, am I on the air now? I didn't know that. Um, I have a business, a, a small business. My daughter and I right. called Marie's, Marie's Soap Company. And Marie, what a great idea. Marie's Soap Company. And now, so you make the you make the um, the stuff to keep the green heads away. I'm I'm not sure, but I have a lot of people who swear by it. Okay. Uh, I make an essential oil a bug, a bug. It's called Bug Away, and I've been making it for 22 years. And you haven't seen a bug in 22 years. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, come on. That's how you I say it made, works, right? <laughs> this is my own personal recipe, and I have been making this for years, and it's made with essential oils. Okay. And it's a variety of essential oils that um, I got together, and 
if I was younger, I would probably years ago have patented it, but I sell more and more every year. I sell it mostly in Bucks County, and we do have an online. Um, how, how did you How did you come to find this? I'll let you do the plug. How did you come to find this? Like, how did you uh, How did you come to invent Marie's famous bug bug away? Um, I don't know. I just I just uh, decided to do it. People were you know asking uh, you know about it, and uh, right. once once you get into doing one thing, it goes from one thing to another. <laughs> I get that. I get. That. All right. So how does one get How does one get bug away? Bug away. Well, we have a do have a website, Marie's Soap. Right. Um, at AOL dot com or Marie's Soap at AOL dot com. Mm-hmm. So that's your email. And we do sell at uh, different uh, farm markets, and they're all natural farm markets. Uh-huh. Uh, Doylestown Farmers Market, uh, Ricetown Farmers Market, we in Hellertown, and I do one in Lower Makefield. And we do a lot of fairs and all throughout the area. But you know, people know pretty much of us. All right, so Marie's this afternoon. Marie's soaps you know, at AOL. I tried to call this afternoon and, you know, plug this, but uh, I was the last one and they weren't taking any more calls. Well, it's a good thing you got on this one, got on this show. Absolutely. <laughs> really? All right. Well, you know, good luck. You know, you got the plug in. It's Marie's Bug Away, Marie's Soap at AOL, right? Marie's Soap at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. And my daughter and I are both in the business. The soap business, the bug business, or the one? I make all all natural soaps. We make about thirty-two different kinds. You must be very clean. All right, uh, we are. <laughs> all right, thanks for the call, the New Jersey one hundred one point five. Earlier, you you mentioned uh, your your cream cheese with the the craft uh, cheese whiz. Do you think that would be a good bug deterrent aside from just a good mac? And no, cheese? the bugs would pull up a chair and want to eat. Are you kidding? They'd sad. invite all the other little bugs, and then we would have macaroni and cheese for the bugs. It would smell so bad. It would just permeate so much, you know. It. Oh, actually, if they're them. eating mac and cheese, they're not biting you. And maybe instead of taking the blood back to the eggs, they could take the cheese whiz back to the eggs, be so and that slow. could wipe out the species that's what i'm talking about another great idea for the mac and cheese another 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 notch for the mac and cheese wherever the road takes i want 800-283-101.5 yeah my producer ryan sell hanging out here talking about like late night snacks talking about how to get rid of the bugs we got green heads they're uh, black striped horseflies, which we call greenheads here in New Jersey. What do you do to get rid of them? Or are you just being eaten alive by them? Uh, are you changing the way? Does it, does it keep you from going out on the beach? Or are you like, I don't care. I paid for this house. I paid hundreds of dollars a day to rent this freaking house at the beach. And I don't care. I'm going up on the beach. Greenheads or not. And the greenhead's sitting there with a little fork and knife and a little bib around its neck. They were like, I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> uh, David Brenner was a great comedian. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I almost booked him once, but he died before the show. All other story. But um, I interviewed him, mm-hmm. and he used to do this great bit in his act where he would talk about uh, mosquitoes. And he says, you know, if you lay, if you when you lay, in, you ever lay in bed at night, and you hear, did you ever have that happen to you? A few times. When I was a kid, it would happen all the time. And you'd be asleep, and you would hear, so and I, like, ah, and you get up, and you put the light on. 
and you're sitting there in the light and you're looking and you're looking and you're looking and you're hoping that the mosquito is going to land on the wall because the wall would be white. And if you see the mosquito landing on the wall, wacko, and you get the book or the fly swatter or whatever, and, and then you go back to sleep. And Brenner would do this thing about, you know, when you'd hear the, because just so you know, that's the male mosquito. And the male mosquito who makes all the buzzing around your ear, he doesn't bite. It's the female mosquito who bites. And she doesn't make a noise. So when you're laying in bed at night and you hear, don't worry. But if you're laying in bed at night and you hear nothing, that's when you gotta worry. <laughs> and he would, and he would leave the stage on that. I'll tell my kids that one. Tell your kids that, right? Yeah. I uh, see, like, I don't. Mosquitoes are just, like I, I never. I'm never sure if I'm looking at a mosquito or a mayfly. They tell you not to like kill the mayflies or something. The like mayfly that. is the bigger mosquito, yeah. right? It looks like a bigger mosquito. Yeah, and he eats the mosquitoes. Exactly. Yeah, that's why they tell you not to eat them because they're the things. Well, I don't. Nobody mosquitoes. eats them, man. Yeah. Chocolate covered mosquito? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that would <laughs> you make put them in the ice cream with the goldfish. <laughs> you know, now that you mention it, I did see some crickets in a box in a store in the mall. It was like one of those, like, you know. People the eat them. They're a heavy source of protein. Do you think greenheads are a significant source of protein? And maybe I don't want to find out. Well, building on to what I said earlier, you know, instead of trying to deter them, maybe we should be attracting them with philadelphia cream, cream cheese, cheese right in, into the right mac and cheese getting them to fly in they die there mm -hmm. and then you eat them and you get that extra protein no i'm not that crazy no? the the mosquito though you know we got mosquitoes in jersey now mm -hmm. they look like birds they're so freaking big somehow the mosquito just became like a science project and is like tripled in size and I'm telling you, you at night, well, I'm going to do a bit where some night I'm just going to like sneak out and take a picture. Oh, I got the porch light on. Mm -hmm. And when you see the bugs that are on my screen door at night, they're like unrecognizable. They're like mutant insects that I have never seen anywhere else. And they're on my screen door. In the morning, they're gone. I don't know where they come from. But they, we have some of the most disgusting bugs here in New Jersey. Uh, between the mosquito and the greenhead, but I want to know, like 1-800-283-101.5, how are you dealing with the greenhead? What is the bug that bugs you the most in New Jersey? New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. Hanging out till 11 o'clock. I got my producer, Ryan Stell, in the room. Did you, uh, you sent me this story, and uh, this is really wild. Did you ever find anything of value on your property or someone else's property or anywhere? Uh, but on your property that you didn't know you had, like uh, maybe $1,000 from the Depression, and now it's worth uh, about $12,000 according to this? How about this? Rick Gibson and his wife Suzanne didn't think they'd find treasure when they started digging up their backyard for some renovations. And uh, this happened... Um, in Wildwood, and they found a thousand dollars dating back to 1934, when he was using a mini excavator in his backyard, according to NBC New York. The money was wrapped in brown paper, divided in bundles of tens and twenty-dollar bills, looked like little mini cigars all bound up together. 
uh, Gibson told NJ.com. As I broke it apart, I could start to see what it was. But imagine that. He found $1,000 back in 1934, which is worth, uh, according to what it says here, um, it would have been worth about $21,800, taking 90 years of inflation into account. The $1,000 in 1934 would have been worth about $21,800 today. So does that mean, like, the money is only worth 1000 for him? Right, he's not getting the twenty-one thousand. No, he's just getting a thousand dollars that he found then is a thousand dollars now. So basically, this poor guy who buried it, figuring one day his kids would find it. I don't know why the guy. Maybe the guy. I wonder what the story is and why the guy buried it. That's a good question. Maybe there's like a bigger story here. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. getting, maybe this guy needs to take his excavator to other parts of his yard. I don't know. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Did you ever? I mean, do you know a story about this guy or what would? Uh, what are some of the things that you've ever found on your property or not on your property? Did you ever find anything of value just while digging around? I mean, right now, if you're digging around the Jersey Shore, all you're going to find are horse flies. The 1-800-283-101.5. What's the coolest thing that you ever found on your property that you didn't even know was there? How about that? A $1,000. In tens and twenty dollar bills, like I said, if you're in you're in Long Beach Island and you're digging. Oh, you're gonna get a horse flies. Yeah, right. That's it. But this is amazing. I mean, I dig through <clears throat> pockets and find twenty bucks, and I feel like a king. Well, that's the thing. Like I do that when I when I need money, I go searching through the closet and see what I can find. And something I'll do, like what I'll do is like I'll be out places, I'll get change, and I'll just throw it in the jacket pockets and forget about it, knowing that someday I'm going to need money. It's kind of like my little closet savings account yeah. and see what I could grab. But, Amanda, like, did you ever find anything or know anybody that found anything um, I, uh, of value? My brother once was digging through. Uh, uh, value to us, I guess. Um my brother was uh, digging through like just some of his old like technology things, right? And we found like uh, like a second generation iPod, and we found my old fifth generation iPod, and on them there was pictures that we had taken from like way back. How in the about day. that? So like the actual value is not much because an iPod's an iPod. Well, the value iPod. to you. Yeah, but with like those pictures that I found on it, and like I'm sure a lot of people probably don't even realize, like even think about it, like those old devices that have like old pictures or old memories, like you know. Yeah, what could be on them? Yeah, I've got a lot of it. My wife will not let me throw out any kind of uh, old cameras, stuff from the '80s and '90s, stuff the kids were born in 2006, anything after that. And I got like the little, not the mini cassette. What do you call those things? They're kind of like. Um, recording kind of tapes. Mm-hmm. Michael and Tom's River, you're on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Michael? What's going on? You are. I got a story for you. Tell I, me. How you doing? Good. I, I got a story for you. Okay. I bought bought a, bought it's, I didn't dig it up. Right. I, I bought a grandfather clock at a garage sale for 50 bucks. Right. Tur- turns out that it's actually a grandmother clock. What? Which makes it yeah, it's it's a small it's it's a big grandfather clock, but it's right. a little smaller, so it's a grandmother clock. Oh, okay, I get it. it worth, which makes it worth more. Uh, it turns out that it was engraved signature, handmade by someone in 1972 on St. Patrick's Day. So right. I found out this grandfather clock is worth six 
thousand dollars. Oh my! Wow! And you bought it for fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Then to top it all off, we right. found a secret drawer in the bottom that had eight thousand dollars cash in it. You kidding? No. You bought, so wait. So this guy sells this clothes. Guy, did you go back and you didn't tell the guy, right? No. <laughs> good, good, good. Man. You, you, well, no, I just crush him. Feel bad because yeah. he'd, he'd eat himself up all all day. That that would that I would. So so he doesn't think to open the drawer. Of well, the... it's, it was kind of hidden. You can't see that it's a drawer. Oh, oh like my God! Part of the, it's a secret drawer that's part of the base of the grandfather grandmother clock. Do you still have the clock? Yes, I do. Oh, I thought you'd sell it for six thousand dollars. I, it looks good in my house. Yeah, there's that. And, and you I already got eight thousand dollars cash out of the drawer. So. Yeah, you already got eight grand. I wouldn't sell it either. That's a great get. That is a great get. Fifty dollars got me sixteen hundred. All right, good investment. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. What have you ever found of value? What have you ever stumbled on of value? 1-800-283-101.5. This guy's uh, digging up his house in Wildwood. He finds $1,000 in a jar from 1934. It may be worth 12800 today, but to him it's only $1,000. But then only $1,000 isn't bad. I got, you know, I did this once. My uh, When I was a kid, I used to get savings bonds all the time. When uh, the Italian thing, you know, my grandmothers and all that. Like, you know, this is just what you wanted when you graduate kindergarten or the first grade. You don't want the new toy. You want the envelope with the savings bond. In case your grandmother, she gave you a savings bond. So I we didn't, never knew, right? Yeah. I found a couple of days, a couple of months ago, rather, I found a little box with an envelope with all these savings bonds that I'd gotten for like uh, graduation, stuff like that, confirmation, uh, um, first communion. Yeah. So I took, it was about maybe $300. I took them to the bank and they're worth like, um, uh, what was it 1200 bucks? Tom's in Brooklyn on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tom. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good. How about you? Okay. So um, I retired as a cop. Right. And I had my old uh, summons book. Right. I'm going through all the papers, getting all the old shit. I've thrown it all away, and I find a check in there. And then I remembered I had met Catherine Hepburn on Schubert Alley, was Broadway place was. Right. She was going to go to a play on that name one day, and I asked her for an autograph. Right. And she pulled out a checkbook, wrote down $1 million, signed Catherine Hepburn, and gave it to me. I forgot all about it. I saw this TV show, Show and Sell. Right. I texted them. I said, I like that much. Nope, gotta come on TV. I ended up going on TV. Get out. It was, a show and sell. it was an internet show, but it was on regular TV. Okay. Uh, and it was worth five grand. The check was worth five grand? Five grand because the, because the building the bank was in was Twin Towers. Right. And she's never signed a check worth a million dollars. It's not cashed. Oh, Patrick Hepburn, that, that's a, an A star. Oh, absolutely. So you, you gave them the check and got the $5,000? No, I kept no, I kept the check, but they said that's how much it's worth. It was on TV. Why didn't you photos? Why didn't you like make a copy of the check and take the five grand? You know, I don't need the money. You don't need the money. <laughs> God bless you. You know what? I, I, <laughs> Send I, me the check. I'll give you photocopies. <laughs> I hit the lottery last year, 50000 you did? So, 
I swear to God. Tom. I don't lie. Stay in touch. Stay in touch. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What have you found or come across that was worth any kind of value in your life? This fast traffic. Watch by Metro Graphics Printing. Metro Graphics, the official promotional advertising company for New Jersey 101.5. Call them at 800-932-6045 or check out their website at metrographicsprinting.com. Metro Graphics for all your print and promo needs. Steve Trevelis. All right, so a guy's digging up his backyard in Wildwood, and he finds a jar from 1934 with $1,000 in it. Today, that will be worth $12,800, but not to him. He gets the 1000 And the 1000 not bad either. What are some of the things that you have found or come across in your life that are worth money that you were able to abscond? Harry is in Howell on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Harry. Hey, Steve. How you doing, pal? I'm doing fine. I service church pipe organs for a living. Right. And there is one very large, very old church that I, I that called me, and I went into service the organ. I established a contract with them. And one of the parts of my job is to find the blower, because these are uh, wind-driven instruments. And I'm looking around in the basement for the blower for this thing. Right. And I find... So the blower is attached to the organ. It's like a fan? Yeah, it's it's a wind machine. It it provides wind pressure. So I'm also a vintage audio aficionado. Okay. And I find their old rack audio system that dates back to the 1920s. Uh-huh. And it has Western electric tube amplifiers in it. Really? And my jaw just about dropped and hit the floor because these are the holy grail of vintage tube amplifiers. Really? So I told the pastor that these are worth money, and we entered a deal. I would split them and sell them. Right. And I put them up on the auction websites. These are our little, uh, to, to paraphrase the the governor, out of my, um, how did he say it, out, out of my, my job range. Oh, uh, out of his pay grade. Out of my pay grade, out right. Out of his pay so, grade, right. Uh, they're out of my pay grade. So I, I, I'm a transistor guy. So these are tube amplifiers, and I put them up on the audio webs. And I get a guy from Chicago who will pay me $10,000 in cash for them. Really? Okay. And he flies out here from Chicago, comes into LaGuardia, rents a car, and drives down to Howell, meets me at a Wawa, mm-hmm. and spreads that $10,000 in cash. And I had my... my um, stepson with me he took one of the bills inside to make sure it wasn't counterfeit and it was all completely legit and he i sold them he bought them and i split it with the church and we're both the richer for it how about that and you just uh, you found these in the organ no i found them in the basement in the basement while fixing the organ this hundred year old creepy dracula's dungeon looking basement that has all kinds of (laughs) were you afraid to go down there in the beginning no, I'm not afraid of that. I've done it a million times. It's like bats in the basement and all that stuff. Who knows? Oh, that is great. Yeah. 
What a great find. How about that? Uh, you know what? Yeah, the, uh, the I, you can't even use them anymore, can you? I mean, they're just, I well, guess they're the, a hold the, to have. The thing is, they were ready to clean out the basement and throw them away. Well, that you know what? We were talking about that last week. As a matter of fact, Ryan and, uh, and our boss, Ann, about all the stuff that people have. You know, I've got so much. I'd love to be able to just find somebody or learn how to do it, to go online, put stuff online, and actually sell stuff. Because, yeah, there's so many things that people just, you know, would love to get rid of. And, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll have somebody come and take it and not realizing the value of what they've got. People collect anything. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's, that's why flea markets and yard sales are so popular. If you put an ad for a yard sale up and you say starts at 9 a.m., you'll get people knocking on your door at 6 a.m. Yeah, and the only problem is then you put the stuff out and they're like, well, I'll give you a quarter. You take 50 cents. <laughs> you know, they want to, I don't want that. I just, you know what? I don't even want you coming to my house. I just want to throw it up there and get rid of it. Harry. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. You know what? Who's this? You're on New Jersey 101.5. Oh, they gave up. They, oh, must, well. have, they must have been what? They must have been shy. He's answering the phone. That's why they <laughs> called the radio station. What would you... I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'd love to be able to do that. You know, I, I got to try it. I got... Anybody ever sold anything online and, like, done well? Uh, like I said, the first time I do it, then I'm going to get the fever. Then it's gonna be I now everything goes. Well, do you remember like around the time when eBay like first kind of became a thing? People were selling like anything and everything. They were like pieces of toast that looked like Jesus and things like that. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, Holy toast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like this cornflake looks like Africa, and like people were like buying it for like you know tons and tons of money just to like have you know that thing just to be able to buy something maybe yeah. that's it maybe it's just through the exercise but 1-800-283-101.5 a guy finds a thousand dollars in his digging in his yard doing an excavation in wildwood and he finds a thousand dollars in a jar from 1934 now today that money back then would be worth $21,800. But to him, it's only $1,000. And uh, twenty, most of the 20 and $10 bills from 1934 are worth the same value today as long as they are intact. Taking 90 years of inflation into account, it would have been worth about $21,800. But have you ever found anything of value that you didn't know you had? Maybe like... In the on your property in the basement in the attic maybe uh, you know maybe like a relative died and you got that trunk and you started looking through the trunk and didn't realize what you had and somebody said you know what that's worth 1-800-283-101.5 you ever find anything of value you know I used to collect uh, sports cards a lot when I was a kid and I went through the trunk recently and realized that I have Derek Jeter draft pick rookie card. I have a Reggie White rookie card. Really? Like all these rookie cards that when I was a kid collected them, I had no idea, um, you know, what they were. So were you thinking that way when you were a kid collecting them? Because kids today think that way. I never did when I was a kid. I mean, I wanted the Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck rookie card. I wanted the Bo Jackson rookie card, but I didn't really think. You know, when I got a draft pick card that says Derek Jeter in 1992, I said, "Who's Derek Jeter?" You know, so uh -huh. I had no idea what I had until I uncovered it, like, recently. Would you ever sell? Um, I'd like to pass it down to my kids because I think it's probably going to take a couple generations until they're really worth something. So uh -huh. I don't want to cash out on them just yet. 
All right, it's 1030. Not the lead. Guy in Wildwood's digging in his yard. He finds $1,000 in a jar. $1,000 was put there in 1934. The bills are intact. With inflation, it'd be worth $12,800. But not to him. He's only going to get the $1,000. But that's not bad. Have you ever found anything of value, come across anything of value, bought anything only to find that it was worth much more than you paid for it? 1-800-283-101.5. That would be your lucky day. Joe is on Route 295 on New Jersey 101.5. Joe Zappi, what's up? Joe? Hello? Hi, Joe. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay. Tell me your story. Uh, about five years ago, and uh, we lived in Margate, right. New Jersey, obviously, right. and uh, we had three or four chandeliers up in the attic. Uh-huh. They were the crystal chandeliers, that the old style where you put them in, up in the attic, and, you know, when, he, when things changed, you would change him to the fancier lights, but he wouldn't throw anything away. Oh, okay. Okay, so when he passed away, we threw everything away. Uh-huh. A few pictures of it. We took a few pictures of it and looked at it and put it all in the trash. Trash man came, and then my sister went out and looked, and uh, she did some research online, talked to a few people. They were probably worth between five and $8,000 a piece. Oh, no. Yes. And they all ended up in the trash. They all were gone. There was nowhere to find them. So if you think about it, it was, you know, three or four. I think it was three. Mm-hmm. So you got $24,000 worth of chandeliers that went in the trash. And you know what? They were probably trash, too, right? They went in there. It means they got crushed. They're done. They're done. There's nobody no, bought yeah. them. Oh, yeah. They got crushed and all that, but they were in perfect shape. Oh, God. He hung them in the attic. He hung them in the attic. Yeah, as if they were in your house. He hung them in the attic and said, you know, one day these will be worth some money. And he was right. He passed away. And then when he passed away, we just said, you know, this is garbage. Mm -hmm. We're going to do with these glass-looking things, and we threw them out. Oh, man. After we took the the pictures, Mm -hmm. you know, and my sister went and did some in. You know, information online and look, you know, you find people who would look at, so yeah, we'll take that in chandelier. We'll give you eight. We'll give you $10,000. Did you wish he hadn't told you? Of course. (laughs) I'd have rather not known anything about them other than they were trash. From now on, you tell your sister, when you throw something out, that's it. We don't need to know. Just better off. Just throw it out. Forget it. No, from now on, on, before we throw anything out, we check to make sure it's not worth something. You know how you do it? You try and buy it, right? You take the picture. You put it out. I'm I'm looking for this and see what people offer. See what, what people are selling it for. Yeah, I mean, like, we have an old, uh, what do you call it, sewing machine. Uh-huh. It's probably worth a fortune. I'll never throw it out. Nah, no, 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 no. Never going to sew on it either, but never throw it out. No, I won't. I, I don't even know if it works. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Joe, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. One eight, oh, imagine that. See, now, now I'm afraid to throw anything out. Not that I got anything of value, but there were so many people. And you know what? The older you get, the older you get, the more relatives you lose, the more stuff, you know, like when my mother died, my mother somehow had gotten hold of a credit card 
in the last months of her life. And it was the worst thing that could possibly happen because she would she couldn't sleep. She she died of a combination, very young, she died at 64, of a combination of heart disease, kidneys, and uh, diabetes. And it was like the troika, one something was going to get, it was always a problem. But uh, she couldn't sleep at night. So the best thing that could happen to my mother was that she'd not have a credit card, but somehow somebody gave her a credit card. So she would be up all night and she would watch the Home Shopping Network in its infancy. This is like mid-90s. Mm-hmm. So... All this, you know, she would just watch and buy and watch and buy. She dies. And then for weeks after she dies, stuff keeps showing up at the house. And my sister calls me up on there. <laughs> Mom wanted you to have this tea set. Ah, no, it's going back. Ah, I don't want to hear it. Out of here. So, um, but what happened was, you know, like, it was so much stuff that would come in. And, you know, it, it basically, my father at the point where he decides years later he's now going to move out of the house in Marlboro. He's going to get his own place. He moved in with us, and then he got his own place because we were cramping his style. Yeah. My old man was 92 years old out of his own spot, having his own apartment. He bought a condo, but that's all in the story. <laughs> so when it came time to move out of the house, um, all this stuff is in the attic. And what are we going to do with it? So he was so fed up with all this. My mother was a hoarder. He was so fed up. Yeah. that he goes and he rents a dumpster and the dumpster's on the driveway and he's just walking down with boxes and like brand new stuff, stuff that had never even opened into the dumpster, into the dumpster, into, and I'm like taking it out. He's like, we're like fighting over it. And finally I'm like, what am I doing? It's not even, it's not even worth this argument into the dumpster and, <laughs> and all the stuff. You, you just wanted to get rid of it. After a while you reach the point where it's like, I don't care what it's worth. It's got to go. And then you find out later, you know, maybe I should have looked at some of this stuff. But there are so many stories, like the older you get, of relatives who, you know, die off and leave their stuff. Like, you know, like those storage bins. Dumbest move ever. Well, we're not we're gonna rent the storage bin and we're gonna put all the stuff, we're gonna put all mom's things in the storage bin. And you're gonna pay like two hundred dollars a month forever. And people will do this and never go back to the storage bin. Not once do they say, well, gee, maybe I need this. No, they just don't want to part with the stuff. And they don't know what to do with the stuff. And these storage bins make a fortune because, yeah, we'll hold it for you. Just keep sending us the check. And after a while, like, if you get delinquent on the check, they just take whatever's in the bin. Yeah. And then they they call in, like, uh, storage pickers or whoever, you know. To come out and you know crack open your well, they'll sell it. Like you, you like there are people who will scavengers who will just go buy whatever's in. Like they'll put it. We're selling the bin, the contents of the bin for X. So you go in there and take a chance that it's going to be worth something. That's pretty cool. That's like a mystery box, but treasure checks. Yeah, treasure chest. It's like that. The one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. What's the coolest thing you've ever found? The, The the you know the the most value that you ever found in your property or a yard sale or a flea market or just managed to come across that turned out to be worth something. 1-800-283-101.5. We got one segment left. Guy finds $1,000 in 1934. And I'm wondering, like I said, I wonder what the story was. He's not putting it in the ground and not telling anybody that it's there. Yeah. So if he puts it in the ground, he's got to figure 
you know, it's either stolen, it's lost, he's hiding it for himself, uh, or maybe the person that he told didn't make it there. Or there must like, maybe there's a movie. Maybe this could be like, this could be a story. And it's also 1934, so like the the reason he's hiding that money, like someone must have wanted it pretty bad because you know maybe it's stolen money. It could. So maybe this poor guy takes the thousand dollars, and a guy knocks at the door. You know, <laughs> wait a minute, police here, policia, policia. <laughs> All right, Jim, hold on. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. All Jersey. One point five has some banks for your tank. This is the last week you can win a free hundred dollar gas card. Listen at nine a.m., two p.m., and five p.m. to the secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey one hundred one point five app for your chance to win a free hundred dollar gas card. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Parks Casino. This is how you win. Exit six off the Jersey Turnpike. Get some bank for your tank with a free hundred dollar gas card. Win a free hundred dollar gas card only from New Jersey one hundred one point five. Steve Trevelis. All right, Ryan Bissell in here as well, uh, my producer. We're talking about things that you have found. Ryan came up with this story. Guy finds $1,000 in the backyard. I'm going to go dig in my yard tonight. You tell the kids, don't dig in the yard. You're never going to find anything. You dig in the Long Beach Island, you get greenheads. You dig in Wildwood, you get $1,000 in a jar. Jim, uh, Jim is in Philly on New Jersey 101.5. Now, what have you found, Jim? Hey, Mr. Steve, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, buddy. How about you? Not bad, not bad at all. <clears throat> I was telling your, your screener guy. Right. It, it wasn't really a find. It was something given to me. Okay. <clears throat> okay, it's, it's, it's going to take a minute to explain this, but take your time. It, it'll make sense. I got that. I'm, I'm a house painter. Okay. So I'm in. You mean like, uh, De Niro, like De Niro, you're a house painter? All right. Well, I, 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 I paint houses inside. Oh, okay. Well, that was a movie. Never mind. I got you. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm in uh, like a couple hundred houses a year. Okay. So if I go back to a job I've done before, something out of the ordinary has to happen for me to remember that house because I'm, I'm in so many houses. Right. Now, about 15 years ago, we did a job for an older woman, and she had an antique Driftwood cocktail table. Right. With three quarter inch beveled glass on top and it's kind of triangle shaped. So as we're working, I'm telling her how much I, the, the, I, I this is like the coolest table I've ever seen. There, right. She said her and her husband bought their house in 1963. Uh -huh. That was the first piece of furniture that they bought was this table. Right. And I was just blown away by it. So we I did can a job. I imagine in my head while you're talking about it. It's it's really cool. It's white driftwood and oh, it's white. triangle shaped, wow. like four feet each each side. Uh -huh. Here, about fifteen years later, my boss texts me the address, tells me the job we're going to work. I go to the house. I, I don't remember anything because it's been so long. I go upstairs. I do my job. As I'm coming down, I see this cocktail table in the corner. Uh -huh. So. I go over, I'm looking at the table. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the table. And I remember being in the house before. Right. Here, the woman's son-in-law had come up to me and was talking to me. And I told him that I remember being here 15 years earlier. And I remember talking to his mother-in-law about this table. Here, she, he had said that um, she had had a stroke. She couldn't live by herself anymore, so they had put her in a home. Right. They were selling the house and getting rid of everything inside. So I told him about how much I loved that table back then. Right. So he goes, dude, you really like that table? I said, yeah. He goes, dude, nobody in the family wants it. I said, 
Are you kidding me? I said, that table's gorgeous. <laughs> Take it. I said, are you serious? He goes, yeah. And there was an antique driftwood lamp mm. with two lights with the old school lampshades that were like kind of round cylinder. Yeah, yeah. Like a foot tall. Mm -hmm. He said, dude, take the lamp too. I said, really? Are you sure? He goes, yeah, take it. I don't. He wow. says, I'm throwing all this stuff out. So I, I, I get it. I get it in my car. I text my wife. I said, hon, I'm bringing home a table. Right. She's like, oh my God, what did you do? Mm -hmm. I said, no, you're going to like it because my wife's not really into antique stuff. No. You know? right. <laughs> I get the table home and I had hardwood floors. So the white table on the hardwood floors with the glass so and then the light on top yeah. was awesome. So my wife comes home. She loved the table. Right. Here, I just went on eBay out of curiosity. Tables that were smaller than that, newer than that, with like cheaper glass, were going for over five grand. Wow. And the lamp, lamps like the one that I got mm -hmm. with single lights, were going for 900 to 1,000. Oh, dude, you got lucky, Jim. You got so lucky. That's yeah, and I still have the table. I, I, I kept the table. I kept the lamp. Don't get rid of it. You know what? It, it, it gives you joy. It is. Yeah, it, that, that's the most. It, it's, it's not only value if it gives you joy. You know, and when you're done with it, then you sell it. But enjoy every minute of it. That's great. I can just picture the look of it. That's a fantastic Do you have client. a spot on your website where you can send in photos? Send it, send it to us on the app. On the NJ101.5, download the app, and you can send it to me through the app. I will download the app, and I will take a picture of the table and send it. I appreciate that. And I'll take that. a picture of the other find that I got. All right. Excellent. I got a 100-year-old pool table. A 100-year-old pool table? Whoa. Yeah, it was, it was first built in 1926. How the hell did you get that? How did you get that out of the house? <laughs> I have a pool table. That's not an easy move. Dude, that's the craziest thing. I had to hire a company to come it, it was taken apart at the at the guy from the guy i bought it from uh -huh. it was in pieces they wow. bring it to your house center it level it they build it nice. and once it's built where it is is where it is you can't move it yeah. it weighs like 1300 pounds wow but my table's nine foot uh -huh. all oak six inch slate with leather corner pockets I got it for 175 bucks. I can't believe it. How the hell did you do that? A buddy of mine's brother was selling it. He had owned it for 20 years, but he didn't like that it didn't have automatic ball return. Oh, gee. <laughs> well, it's got to go. And I forget it. I, no automatic ball return? I it, yeah, I, bought, I didn't even look at it before I bought it. I had talked to him on the phone. Uh -huh. I said, I'll take it. Oh, Jim, I wish I could. I wish I could talk longer, but I really got to go. I got to hit the break. But thank you. Send me those pictures. Great job tonight, Ryan. Just remember one thing. This is Eric Scott. This has been the Steve Travelli Show on Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.